Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. So this uh, commercial, if you're under 25, it's about new Tanya tanning butter. The suntan product with no sunscreen added. Uh, and you know what that means. It means the only ingredients between you and the sun are natural coconut oil and cocoa butter. Hawaii's favorites. That and a little lava smoke thrown in there. for Tanya, Tanya tanning butter is guaranteed to give you really deep Hawaiian tan faster than you ever thought possible. It's so fast, in fact, that you might even burn a little bit, but we've all done that. Not enough to hurt, though. If you want the deepest, fastest Hawaiian tan on the beach. You better pick up on some Tanya tanning butter. Prices start at a low 85 cents. That's a small price to pay. Let's face it. A deeper, faster Hawaiian tan. That's what you get when you use Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sun Cinema Podcast, a weekly radio show that examines the highs and lows of the medium of film through the filtered lens of Washington, D.C.'s only privately owned art house cinema, Suns. I'm your host, Jason Cauley, and I'm here with my co-hosts and the proprietors of Suns Cinema, David Cabrera. What's up? Whoa. And Ryan Hunter Mitchell. You picked the gloomiest day to play that sunscreen ad. Uh, or, no. or, or, sorry, non-sunscreen ad, and it's just <laughs> right. it's tan, it's tanning butter. Right. Um, Obviously from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Well, maybe not obviously, but it's from Once Upon a Time. And yeah, if you manage to check out the soundtrack, it's great because oh, it has so, so many advertisements and advertisement jingles from like LA Radio at the time, um, which are pretty decent songs. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> I feel like uh, Tarantino's like whole gimmick of he has a better record collection than most people is not as powerful as it was because everyone has Spotify and right. like everyone can catch up on him so easy. <laughs> Well, I think, I mean, they've talked about that before. Um, I think, like, the the PTA interview thing that you sent me as well. They oh, kind yeah. Of talk about it from the film perspective of, like, and I feel this way all the time, but I'm like, hey, I had to learn and remember that shit because it was in a book. <laughs> you know, there was no internet for quick reference in your phone or uh-huh. something like that. You had to remember who directed the Dirty Dozen. You had to remember who, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, well, with music, I mean, for me, and, what, Talk about struggle is I it was Napster, so you had to not know the actual Napster. artist for the song. You had to actually not know the real title or when it came out. You just would run <laughs> off of the incorrect information for years. Right. <laughs> uh, David, uh, you made it. How Welcome. Was, how's your, how's made your morning? It. Took an Uber. It was nice. What? I know. Did you really take uh, an Uber? I took an Uber. Mind you, folks, the the cinema is what was, three blocks. No, four. It's, but the the lady no, was listening like to Ella minutes. and and Louis Armstrong, and oh, we were talking about cool, that's cool. old music. So it, God, I feel a little bit better about it. <laughs> that's actually the best part of uh, ride sharing. Hi, it's it's also it's June 2019. We're going to talk about uh, <laughs> s- summer months, uh, catching rides, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. No, but that is like my favorite part of getting rides. Is sometimes when you find someone who has great music. Yeah. Yeah, I actually had a ride. That justified that. Too. Had a ride like two months ago, um, and the guy was like one of the. They only have ten a year, but ten of the Lyft drivers of the year is in one of the guys is a DC driver. What? And uh, and he was like he was amazing. You know, you're like I get it. That's cool. That's, uh, that is cool. Anyway, hey, we're here to talk about films. <laughs> we're and, gonna talk and, about Ubers. <laughs> um, 
it's kind of, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year. We're uh, just kind of got together and said, hey, kind of where we are right now. I know there's still some stuff coming um, that's due out even as early as this Friday. But, you know, we got a pretty good idea of how the year's shaping up the Golden Globe nominations Yeah, let's came just start out. with the damn Globes. They're, yeah, they're yeah. out already. Are they always out this early or is this a little earlier? Than I was before? a little surprised, but I think it's about on time. It's always, you know, ahead of like the last wave of films that are going to come. It's That's why you always get that variance yeah. with the Oscar, you know, because sure, sure. there's stuff that wasn't out yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the sake of argument, because we're going to talk about some of our favorite films of the year um, and try to persuade you into, to, you know, going on to Amazon or Apple TV or, you know, whatever. And, and ordering, or the deep web or, or the deep dark web or, uh, you know, your local movie theater. Try to go see some of these things that came out, but we'll talk about some of the the Golden Globe noms. So, of course, the first and uh, if you're unfamiliar, the Golden Globes uh, every year do a breakdown instead of doing you know five or ten nominations at a whole, they break it down by best motion picture drama and then best motion picture musical or comedy. And this is one of the things that makes them one kind of interesting. Yeah, but, we used to really separate them. Yeah, but. Uh, I, I hear that there's such inner politics about what gets placed where. Oh, it's- 100%. And, I mean, it's the, you know, the Hollywood foreign press. So, I mean, they've been chided years over years of giving nominations to people that they maybe wanted to meet and hang out with oh. for a couple of weeks coming and, like, get their pictures taken with this person. They are known to be the most persuadable by parties, by for the sure. meet and greets, by the handshakes they get. Yeah. So the Globes... It's interesting because it precedes the Oscars, but I don't know if it's worse. <laughs> well, and I, I, I think it's a better party because everybody's literally just drinking openly. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's at a table. They're not sitting in like a theater seat type setting. It's sitting around tables, drinking heavily all night, which can lead to some fun things toward the end of the night. Well, I've always wondered. Go I, on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the award show itself is cool because... Everyone does get sloppy. Start yeah, doing like, gets loose. Yeah, at the very like, least, they backhanded get loose. compliments, like inner dramas, are popping up all over. Yeah, right, right. So the award show itself is pretty good, but I think that's what's carried it to being such a reputable year-end, uh, you know, uh, award show. Yeah, because as test testament to to what I'm about to say, this year's been a great year for movies. Has been a very and strong they've year. Picked some jokes, and it's just. It's lazy. There's like enough of the things you imagine, but it's a real lazy list. Yeah. And it's just, man, they throw a cool party and it's fun to watch and they get to throw out terrible nomination. Not terrible. Well, it's not even terrible. Right. Inconsistent for sure. Um, You definitely question. So (laughs) best motion, I'll do, I'll do the drama. You do the comedy, but uh, one of you guys picked that up, but best motion picture drama this year uh, for 2019 is the film 1917, which hasn't been wide released yet. The Irishman, Martin Scorsese, as uh, much ballyhooed and talked about film. Joker, another one uh, that's been <laughs> talked about heavily. Um, Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach's attempt to be, you know, to best Woody Allen. And The Two Popes, um, which no one in, on earth has seen yet. That's a Jude Law. He's real young, <laughs> right? No, not not that one. It's the Jonathan Price, very old. Okay. Well, I mean, I no one's seen 1917 yet. 
Yeah. There's no been, one's seen the two popes yet. Uh, there's been the talk has been: is this movie just a gimmick, which it does well, or is it more than a gimmick? It looks, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm hearing well. people who have seen it, you know, critically have have said it's a little more meat than just a good, you okay. know, cool one shot. I mean, you and I talked about that it's, a little bit last week, but it's Sam Mendes. It can go either way, you know. Um, is it the Birdman of World War One? <laughs> right. We'll see. I mean, um, yeah, I don't feel great about the best picture drama category. Um, Will you do Best Picture, Musical, or Comedy? This is the other category for Best Picture. And then we can kind of talk about okay. all of it together and how they play off. Okay. Uh, so we get Dolomite is My Name under Best Musical or Comedy, which I have yet to see, but uh, I'm excited to see it. I'm glad it's it, fantastic. I'm glad it's on the list. It's on Netflix, right? Yep. It is. Yeah. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. Seen it. I think. Did you? Oh, you did. Yeah. I think we all expected it to be on this list, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean... Not the yeah. right? Uh, Knives Out. Yep, I saw it. Um, I think Lionsgate is actually, from what I've heard, they're mildly surprised that they're getting these nods. I think they oh, thought okay. it was going to be like a good ho- holiday. Just fun. Right. A holiday, make some money, have a good I've cast. Heard good things about Knives Out. I've heard it's. Tough. I had a little higher expectations, I think, uh, than, but it's kind of that genre where I really want it to be great, uh, and they they really like sold this thing hard. If you were going to the movies for two months prior to it releasing, it seemed like every movie you went to had a preview, and it was a different preview. A di- you know, it was like two different teasers and then two different trailers. So they really like trying to sold pull you it. in, yeah, and they did. It it did really well, um, but you know, whatever. So uh, next up. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Never heard of it. Interesting choice for comedy, but I guess this goes into why they do all this. Well, part. and this is always the thing. Like, that's right. They they kind of put stuff in categories where you're like, I'm not sure that's a comedy. It's so <laughs> you know? coordinated. Uh, oh, yeah. The last one is Rocket Man, which well, I'm, I'm yeah. not going to see. I don't. I'm and, glad it's not Cats. Right. I yeah, mean, truly. It's not going to top Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, that's the idea, though, or something. Right. No, uh, that is the idea. Let's jump down, because while we're doing this, let's uh, get past the best actors and all that, and let's go to the best uh, foreign language films. Do you want to read those, David? Yeah, yeah. I can pull it up, too. All right. If I can find it. Well, yeah, then, oh, yeah. then do Here it. Uh, the Farewell. Mm-hmm. Heard it's good. I heard mixed things about that. Uh, there's another Les Miserables. Yes. There always is. There always is. <laughs> Pain and Glory. Pedro Almodovar. You saw that, right? It's amazing. I heard it, yeah. It's amazing. Everyone said that was really good. Fantastic. Parasite. Parasite. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sad. If you haven't seen Parasite, go see Parasite. And Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Which also hasn't been uh, released wide in the U.S. Yeah. Yet. I think they did a couple shows in L.A. and New York, of course. Uh, but it's, it's going AFI wide. Right now, uh, I, I start to say, yeah, Brandon's AFI's on. got it, and then it's going wide either this weekend or next. It's supposed yeah. to be great, uh, but yeah. yeah, it's supposed to be really good. That's also uh, neon. It's the same uh, company as Parasite. Oh, really? Okay, put that one out. Yeah, we could skip the uh, animated ones because who cares? I mean, not that we don't care, but I think these three, three, uh, how they cordon these off from each other to like not have a real like duke it out moment is, right. is so obvious with the with the globes yeah no for sure i mean they they try to get this balance every year right so it's like it's really inclusive because they want that show to have that firepower you know of mm-hmm. 
Brad Pitt sitting in the audience next to Leo, next to Quentin, next to Martin Scorsese, next, you know, I mean, like, they want, when they do that pan of that room, it better be superstars. Sure. So they're going to get nominations to superstars first and foremost. So I understand that part. I guess what I mean is, like, the sectioning off so that they don't, they, like, intentionally try to not spoil the Oscars. You know, like, mm, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, yeah, you could call that a drama or, or musical comedy. I mean, I guess whichever. Uh, but it's, like, intentional to not have it go to bat against some, something else. Against or, the Irishman. Exactly. Like, so yeah. they can both win. Yeah, exactly. They, they get to hand out a lot of prizes. Yeah, right. this type of stuff. Um, I mean, to me, like, it, it does kind of start sizing. Where I think there's some fun is if you look at, like, Best uh, Supporting Actor. And for Best Supporting Actor, they don't break it down, right? It's just in any movie. So this year, it's five Oscar winners <laughs> that are the five nominees. Now, admittedly, Pitt's Oscar was for producing, but Pitt's in there for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joe Pesci for The Irishman, Al Pacino for The Irishman, Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes, and Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. That's a pretty like heavy hitter category. Like everyone in that, in that place has got, you know, I can't swear to it, but I'm almost certain I'll look this up, but I think everyone's got a golden globe and I know for a fact, everyone's got an Oscar. I mean, this is just like a very VIP invite. Yeah. That's like what some it is. of these that can't mean it. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you want, you need Tom Hanks to be there. <laughs> right. And I think, you know, I mean, like, it, it, they're those guys, though. It's like, how do you argue with Anthony Hopkins? He probably does an amazing Pope John Paul. I'm sure. I don't know that the movie's any good, but I'm sure he's great. Al Pacino was yeah. great. We talked about that. Pesci yep. was great. We talked about it. Brad Pitt's great. We talked about it. Um, so we, they're copying us. Right. They're listening. <laughs> they're listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so the best actress in supporting role did have some kind of fun ones. Uh Kathy Bates. Kathy Richard Bates Jewel. and the Richard Jewell thing yeah, that's opening this week, by the way. Which, I guess, it, it didn't seem to get a lot of nominations, but I know they're hoping it'll yeah, get, I mean, some it'll get some Oscar Yeah, buzz. get some Oscar buzz, and everybody loves Kathy Bates. Uh, and Annette Benning in The Report. Yeah, which was the Amazon movie that everybody kind I've of... Heard it's good. Yeah, everybody was a little more excited than when it kind of came out. It kind of flattened sure, a little sure. bit because it didn't quite meet expectations. Uh, but the next film and the next person on the list, Laura Dern for Marriage Story, also Amazon. Um, I mean, cool. the, I mean, the, you saw this. Too, she's going to be a contender. She, yeah, uh, for, I mean, absolutely. I, I really think she is. Uh, she's amazing in Marriage Story. Uh, we'll talk more about Marriage Story in a minute. We get but, Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers. Which yeah, I, and that was Buzz heard, like right out of the gate. She's a contender. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard she's amazing. And then, of course, uh, Margot Robbie, but not for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but which would Bomb make Shell. sense, but for Bombshell, which uh, is kind of the behind-the-scenes Fox News um, breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and Margot oh, wait, Robbie who, is... Who made this one? Uh, what studio is that coming out of? Oh, I don't Bombshell. know. Fox. I almost said that when you... <laughs> I was like, ow. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. All right. Probably not. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I guess I meant, is it... I'm not going to Google this. I don't care that much. But there's a lot of uh, streaming services... Right. Netflix has the most nominations right now. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay. the most out of any studio. They've got the highest amount of nominations. Well, so it makes I sense. I think show. their TV stuff probably did well too, right? Like some of those shows. Yeah, but also, I mean, they got Dolomite. They've oh yeah, got, yeah no, it's uh, all in there. Marriage Story. They got The Irishman. Like they're pretty. Yeah, they're pretty stacked, right? <laughs> they're they're represented here, um, which nice. is uh, I agree. 
I guess we're seeing a little bit of a, a separation from like Disney this year is probably going to like double what any studio has ever made in this huge in a year that like probably movie movies are probably going to be down for the end of the year. Like the total gross right. income of movies is probably going to be down as it has been. But Disney is going to probably. But regardless double. of that down year, they've owned more than half of all the income. For they're, they're making so much this year. Um, but you're not seeing them aside from the animated section where they pretty much have like four of the five nominations. Right. I think. Uh, they're not very represented as a studio in the awards, which is telling. Sure. And I guess the streaming services getting the more quality stuff is like a trend we've kind of noticed. Right. Or the more uh, personal pieces that aren't such a uh, theme park rides as right, you right. would say. So yeah, the money's all going to Disney, but we're seeing the the prestige go to the streaming services. And this is what happens. I mean, year in year out, right? Um yeah, then. but I mean it's a, it's a full on replacement if we've been waiting for it of uh the Miramax model or of the you know, it's fully right. replacing the the outside studios, I think. I mean, I think we're seeing it completely. We we've, we've talked about it for a while, but I think like this year really shows that the streaming services are kind of yeah, where this stuff is at. Well, I mean, it's just, we kind of thought last year or I did, I mean, and maybe I was just kind of on board already, but I thought last year was kind of doing that. Um, but this year, absolutely. It's undeniable, you know? Yeah. They're going to be there. Um, I did want to take just a minute uh, before we kind of talk about our end of year uh, stuff, our favorites and some of the favorites from Sons over the past year um, and talk about a film that I saw this weekend that you saw this weekend, Ryan. Dave, did you see Marriage Story by it? I haven't seen Marriage Story. Oh, you Story. haven't seen it yet. All right. Um, what did you think? Uh, David, what do you think? I, <laughs> yeah, so I have, I have two minds about this. One, right, so do I. it's cool in a way that the Irishman and, and now marriage story have both been like big hits kind of taken up a lot of the conversation on movies. Mm -hmm. So it's cool for Netflix. Cool for some, uh, Amazon as well. Oh, and Amazon, uh, which Amazon did a marriage story. Oh, did they, did they or Netflix or Netflix? Is it Netflix? Oh my God. I think you're, no, it is because (laughs) Bombeck had the deal with Netflix because he did the Meyerowitz, uh, stories or whatever. So, yeah, you're right. It is Netflix. Sorry. So, it is such a... Uh, it's exactly what you think. It is like this Woody Allen-esque uh, view into this kind of upper-middle-class um, relationship woes. Yeah, I mean, a marriage coming a apart. Marriage. Yeah, and it, it does it very well. The acting is great. It wasn't fun to watch. It does it exceptionally well. By the end, I was sold on it, but... Right. But... There's also everything to make fun of it is valid. <laughs> yeah, and it, it goes back to the same thing. I think I wrote to you in a text after I had seen it. Yeah, you're, uh, I was exactly. Like, yeah, I was just like, hey, look, you know, it's uh, these things are pretty obvious that they're white people problems. And they're not just white people problems. They're like upper middle class white people problems. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make fun of it on the front end and just bear with me. But Adam Driver plays... Uh, a theater director that's taking his play to Broadway. His wife is Scarlett Johansson, uh, who is the lead actress and has been his kind of muse for the last 10 years while they've been doing these cool plays in New York. He is the latest recipient of the MacArthur Genius Grant, which, by the way, carries with it $650,000 paid in five-year installments. Um and she has a pilot that gets picked up out in Los Angeles. 
these people are doing extremely well. And, you know, what I will say, what makes it work, what makes it good, and what gets me around all of that is Bombeck at his best is like, and I know it's persona non grata or whatever, but Woody Allen in the 70s, or late 70s especially, and, you know, James, uh, uh, James L. Brooks, when he gets it right, like Terms of Endearment or As Good As It uh-huh. Gets, those kinds of things, Nancy Myers, uh, all those folks that kind of live in that stratosphere of, like, beach houses on Long Island, you yeah. know, and like, like all that, but still make compelling human films. And I think what Bombeck succeeds at doing is making those characters completely relatable as human beings because regardless of your financial situation and and let me be the first to say obviously that makes all your problems a lot easier Uh um but the actual emotional toll of a divorce uh coupled with the financial toll of the divorce coupled with the logistics of a divorce um coupled with the idea of uh I guess a symbiotic breakup versus getting lawyers involved and what mm-hmm. that looks like. Um, and multiply it by a child and two coasts and multiply it by a child and two coasts. And suddenly you're like, gosh, yeah, this is just tough. And what <laughs> yeah. makes it so bearable other than, I mean, because it is hard to watch <laughs> what really like brings sparks is, and I give all the credit again to Bombeck and obviously the performances by these people, but He gets Ray Liotta, Alan Alda, and Laura Dern to come in, like in the middle of this film, about when you're at the point of like, God, man, this just, this is a little tough. They come in and kind of, and bring the energy level way up, right? Definitely. And I mean, I I told Ryan, uh, everybody's been talking about Laura Dern, and I am one of Laura Dern's hugest fans. I, you know, I love to see her get recognition because I think she just turns in good work on good work on good work. Um, but Ray Liotta is great. Just steals every scene he's in, regardless of who's in that scene to include Adam driver and Laura Dern. He just crushes in and he's in like three scenes, yeah. but he just is so memorable in the film because he's so good. Uh, and I'm not a huge Ray Liotta guy. Like he's, that's like, you know, I like him in Goodfellas. Uh, I liked him in narc. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Like, I, I love something wild, but I think he's the weakest thing in it. Sure. And I was never a huge Ray Liotta fan. I am 100% on board with, I think, Bombeck just getting that performance out of him. You know? He managed to get a lot out of everyone. Um, yeah. I think in Greta Gerwig's left off this list. Little Women's supposed to be great. Yeah, uh, no, no. I, uh, yeah, apparently exactly. that seems like some snubs. Uh, but... <laughs> There's a reason she's relevant to this. Neither of them got nominated for Best Director in the Globes. Uh, probably because it's kind of like this James Cameron, Catherine Bigelow thing. It's like they got to nominate both. Right. <laughs> and are they going to do it for the Oscars? Because this clearly is like uh, autobiographical in a lot of ways for Noah Baumbach and right. his divorce, I'm assuming. His, uh, oh, come on. Why am I? His divorce with. Oh, um. Oh, shit. Come on, we're doing so bad. Anyways, whatever. It's about him and Greta Gerwig. The whole movie is about him and Greta Gerwig. You guys see it. <laughs> <laughs> no, they both are these mumblecore directors who really do blur their personal lives with 
the performances. It, I think whether in Francis Ha or Lady Bird, um, the, there's a kind of filmmaking they're doing, which is Jennifer, Jennifer Jason, Jason Lee. Lee. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, I, I mean, saw your face. And that, like, Damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's so silly. <sighs> I don't know why. Cancel. Damn it. We're done. Yeah. That's it for today, <laughs> folks. Um, but their work is so autobiographical that they get the performance. They really get realistic feelings of the the performances to the extent that I don't know if Wallace Shawn is playing anyone other than Wallace Shawn in the movie. Yeah, right. Martha Kelly, who does great work on baskets, oh, she's uh, so good. has a great role in this. And she's the kind of actress who really takes her actual self and her actual attitude into her roles. So he lets everyone be real people. Not that Ray Liotta is that real person, but no, no, just but that atmosphere. He can tap into. That's the thing. I think he does what really, really great directors do with big ensemble casts: is they set a tone and a mood on set that allows those people to really feel like they can go anywhere. And when you're doing that, and you're doing you know four or five takes, you start getting everybody loose. And as long as everybody feels safe in that mm-hmm. environment, they'll give you everything they got. You know, and they'll and give he you some does real, that really well. They'll give you some real stuff, right? That's what I mean. Different. Like, he, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, there are a handful of scenes, and I think Adam Driver, you know, will get nominated for the Oscar and maybe win, um, because he's just so believable. You really yeah. feel him. Um, it's a it's a heavy performance. There's a great little thing he does at the end. In my opinion, I, I thought just the the execution of this performance piece at the end is just so spot on and like wasn't expecting it yeah what are you laughing (laughs) that piece that thing that you're talking about is also what kind of like pulled me out of the movie i was like god of course this is like people who like who know show tunes and right right of course for people who like like but to me that was exactly like (laughs) that is exactly how that would go down if that guy were able to have his moment which you can in but movies. he doesn't need a moment. Well, but if but you, yeah, he does if it you well. have it in, yeah. mo- in a movie, that's, you know, because you don't get those moments in real life. Yeah. That's why it works. No, he's great me, in it. That's why it works. It's almost, it's the only thing that maybe feels a little surreal in the movie. Mm, that's yeah, interesting. Uh, but still not, because the movie feels so real the whole right. time. Uh, he's great. Scarlett Johansson, who I don't like, she's great in it. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I watched it. My wife's not a huge fan of hers at all, and, and about halfway through, she's like, she's really crushing it. She's really good in it. Yeah. Not so good in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, no, and she's so going to get praise Rabbit? for this. Yeah, okay. So, so you, as the only one who's seen Jojo, ruin it for us. Explain why it shouldn't be on here. Because uh, I have my feelings, but I haven't seen it. <laughs> I feel the same, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to hear somebody who's seen it. It's fine. Well, that's what we're looking for. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's fine. You know, it, it has its, like, funny moments, and then it really tries to pull some heartstrings in some moments. And Does it, it and just it, feel, like, overly sentimental? Is it trying yeah, too hard? Is it, yeah, it's, like, I overly sentimental, but yeah. it doesn't really, without making some new point or, like, you know what I mean? Like it, right, 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 it, right. It, get, it tries to get There's you to no, feel the things without really saying anything new. I don't right. know. I, it was good. It was fine. I also watched it in a like a download. Yeah, <laughs> uh, someone someone else downloaded it, <laughs> and it had these like these it, gambling website ads that would come up, 
<laughs> so an ideal way to in take in the, a film. Yeah. It definitely pulled me out of the movie, so I don't know if I can say... Like, during some pretty heavy scenes, all of a sudden some, like, treasure chest would pop down and money would start flying around right, on the right, screen. Right. Oh, God, that's... I can't do that. And I was nah, like... Burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think even without that, it was kind of... She's just not... Her yeah. accent is bad, and it's just like... <laughs> right. Yeah. Again, this is where I go back to I think that's Bombay. With yeah. in the case of Ray Liotta, in the case of Scarlett Johansson, I think, and I, he brings out, yeah, I mean, Scorsese's known to you know all those great directors, and I count Noah Baumbach among them are those people who can just mine these amazing performances out yeah. of people and get them to do things and, and do their best. Yeah, give their best work on screen that other people can't get them to do. Yeah, you know? one of our best directors. That's weird, you know. I'm not going to disagree with that, but I remember seeing like Squid and the Whale or in mm-hmm. Taika Waititi's case like that, Eagle versus Shark, right? That was oh, right, yeah. right, right. And I was like, oh, these are cool. These are fun, quirky indie movies of their time. Right. Uh, and if you just stick with your thing and you can hang around long enough, like you eventually do just float up as being one of the best just yeah. for being able to like keep doing it getting slightly better and at I it. think that's it Some yeah, better you, actors. You're, you're showing that you can handle a little bigger budget a little bigger cast uh-huh. a little bigger movie so and as long as you're building I mean truly I hate to keep bringing him up but that's you know Woody Allen did that he started out in these screwball comedies they were kind of crazy and he slowly started amping that up and putting some tone and seriousness in them until you get to Woody uh, until you get to Annie Hall and just crushes and Manhattan and all these things you uh-huh. know that came after people realize like, oh, he can do this, you know? And I feel like that's what Noah Baumbach is doing with this film is like, hey, I'm here to play. I'm like, I'm, I'm a real player. I'm going to do this for the next 20, 30 years, you know, get ready. Oh, great. And it may, it may be great and it may be awful. <laughs> Who knows? No, it, it, they'll all be quality, uh, but, you know, but let's do our best ofs. Let's- yeah, yeah, let's talk about some of our favorites. Uh, uh, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll start with a, a couple of things, and you guys can chime in and tell me. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm prefacing all of Let's this. Let's do our top tens, right? Yeah, yeah. It's kind David, of a, <laughs> yeah, he's like four, top three. three. Um, I I did want to say like before we start, there are some serious holdouts. I think uh, I do think Uncut Gems is going to be fantastic. Uh, I hope it is anyway. Um, and I think really, yeah, I think it's going to be okay. I think Portrait of a Lady on Fire is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, Transit is going to be great. I think A Hidden Life is going to be great. I think that's the uh, Terrence Malick who's returning to you know a straight narrative instead of this expressionism he's been doing for the last three or four films. The same, yeah, basic yeah. film, yeah, over Let's and over think again. For three hours, Tree of Life, yeah, right, totally. part one through um, five. Yeah, exactly. And then one was enough. Uh, what I haven't seen, and I think is probably on your top ten list, is The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I really want to see. Um, so there's some stuff out there that I, I'm, you know, still want to see. And I think the one I would like to start with is, and I think you can jump in on this, Ryan, and maybe you too, Dave, is Under the Silver Lake is where I'll start, which is a one that I wasn't 100% on. And I saw your note in our, in our notes, uh-huh. kind of the same way. I was like, oh, it's exactly the same. Oh, it's on right. yours too. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. And I literally had it at kind of the last thing added on. I was like, I need a 10th one. This is one, for some reason, I keep kind of thinking about this movie from time to time. Uh So a scene will pop into my head. And to me, that is a little bit of a mark. If somebody's doing something at least very original, Uh that it's staying with me. 
you know? Yeah. And I think it's an extremely original film. It doesn't work all the time. I think it's a little too long. Second act kind of drags, but ultimately it's incredibly original and the climax is pretty cool. Oh, it's, it's pretty, it's super ambitious, yeah. which is part yeah. why it's great. It's and part, part of the, why it can't hit its mark. Cause exactly. it's a hard mark. It's super meandering. It reminds me of Thomas Pinchon. I mean, clearly right, right, Raymond right. Chandler is trying to be the sprawling neo-noir. It's heart and surreal paranoia, uh, modern pop culture. There's like a video game. Element. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It, so it's trying to do a lot. And it kind of, it kind of does pull it together by the end. There's it, cult stuff. I mean, it is wild. Did you yeah, see yeah, it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. No. Uh, it's, it's well worth seeing. The guy um, who made uh, It Follows. Um, uh, uh, David yeah. Robert Mitchell. Something. Yeah, David, David Robert, Robert Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> David Robert Mitchell. Um, David Ryan Jason. But yeah, no, I mean, this was David clearly Jason like Mitchell. this guy's vision. Um, another one that I had on there, some easy ones, um, was like Pain and Glory, the Almodovar. Again, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It'll like be one of your that. favorite movies of the year. Yeah. Um, it is so beautiful and so original. Even for Almodovar, it's kind of original, which is a hard cool. thing to say. Yeah. That's like saying original for Fellini, you know? Mm. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Parasite is fantastic. I have Marriage Story in my top ten as well. Um, I have The Lighthouse, which yeah. I think is, I hope, does not get overlooked in the awards sweep. It'll and I don't think it will. It I don't will. think Defoe will. I think Defoe gets the nomination for I Best Supporting. Hope. I think okay. he probably yeah. wins, actually. I, I, if there's any justice anywhere for such has a good Defoe movie. Has Defoe ever won? He never no, has. Never has won anything. God, so beloved. And he's so good he's in so this. Good. Yeah, best. talk about a guy who for you know the better part of over 30 years has just been cranking out great work. You know? oh. Even if it doesn't always, again, hit the mark, he's so original in how he comes at everything. And this was like the perfect thing. If you if you He's don't so know good. The Lighthouse, The Lighthouse is just about two guys who are manning a lighthouse for, what, 60 days? Well, or, or even 30 days. Unclear. But, no, no, but it, uh, yeah, but that's the intent. Yeah, is four there, weeks or They land yeah. on this little rock to, to you know manage this lighthouse. They get dropped off by a boat. They're going to get picked up by a boat 30 days later. Actually, can yeah. we play and that, it falls cl- apart. that clip from The Lighthouse? It's just like a short clip from the trailer. Get you in the mood. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. On the run. And I mean, Willem Dafoe's going to be getting all the praise and he deserves every ounce of it. Robert Pattinson, again, another guy that I was never a big you know, fan of, is proving that he's an actual real actor. Like, he's got some real chops. He has a great year. He's had a really good year. You know, I've started a side to go on a side tangent about Robert Pattinson. He's been being picked. He got picked up by Cronenberg a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real uh, directors uh, are wanting to work with him. You know, like, yeah, yeah, directors have been using him well. Um, and he's had a thing that, I need to finish. I haven't finished High Life by Claire Denis. Mm. But it's, honestly, if I had finished it, I just would have put it on my top ten. It's, gotcha. I'm like an hour in. Really liked it. He's great in it. He's had an awesome year. He's working with really cool directors. Yeah. I love the direction he's going. If he keeps it up, I think he's going to be one of our better actors. Well, I think, yeah, those guys who, you know, come from that kind of 
teen stuff. You know, that's a really hard transition. It's it's almost as hard as like being a child star. You know, because you're trapped in these like Twilight and all. Like this is what sure. what the people who are your age, you know, and older and younger see you as. Yep. So I mean, you really have to make an effort. Uh, to to break out of that, and most people can't do it. He seems to be doing it quite well. And then, what? Yeah, what are your top two? Uh, I've got a couple more. I'm sorry, oh, I just okay. scrolled away from it. Um, yeah, I, I think another couple. I have Dolomite as my name. That is kind of been lauded for Eddie Murphy's performance alone. The whole film is just a lot of fun, and it's a it shows like you can really unlike in my opinion, rocket man and certainly Bohemian Rhapsody of last year. Like you can, you can make a biopic. That's a lot of fun and engaging and is still a biopic. Um, I also have book smart on there. Uh, the Olivia Wilde Here's film. Good. It's, you know, clueless level. Good. It's Amy Heckerling ah. level. Good. Oh. Um, for sure. It's, I mean, if you like super bad, if you like clueless, it's, it's right in that wheelhouse. They're very funny, great, great supporting cast. Everybody's really strong. Um, and then the last two I had, um, one is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and we've discussed it at nauseum. Um, if you haven't seen it, it comes out today on DVD and Blu-ray and available for rent on everything. So go rent it and watch it and have a great time and just, you know, fawn over how gorgeous Brad Pitt is. And then when you get done with that, watch Apollo 11, which is maybe my favorite film of the year sure. still. Um, I don't know that I saw anything else that had quite the impact that that had on me. And it, it happened in one of those great ways where it was just a rainy Wednesday and I'm in the East Village and the East Village Cinema was playing it and it just happened to be playing it like when I was walking past and it started pouring down rain. I was like, I'm going to go see a movie. What's playing? Oh, Apollo 11. I heard that's supposed to be okay. And I went and saw it and I mean, I just sat there with my mouth open for an hour and a half. You know, right on. It's amazing. I'm hoping it wins best pick or uh, best soundtrack. Yeah. Actually, oh, the soundtrack is I think so it's good. Be yeah, up for yeah. It. Uh, I mean, it probably. Marriage won't. Story soundtrack, by the way, excellent. Randy Newman. Yeah. Really does Very an good. amazing job with it. Uh, okay, I'm gonna quickly yeah, go yeah. through mine. Okay, so right now I have John Wick three as my like last one. Oh, I, I had John Wick three too. It oh, was my. Good. It was on number nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was a blast. It was really fun. Love that the guys from the Raider in it. It will probably get placed off if I finish High Life, and High Life continues right, to be right. good. Uh, Under the Silver Lake, uh, like we said, pretty good. I really liked Netflix. Again, uh, Edge of Democracy by Petra Costa. I had listened to a lot of interviews with her, and it's probably gonna, hopefully going to be up for best doc. Right. Uh, been making a lot of people's lists, and it's about kind of the career and fall and... Uh, arrest of Lula in Brazil. Right. And just the fact that this whole movie, it's great. It, you really catch, like, though, you learn a lot in a quick time about the history of Brazilian politics in the last, like, 30, 40 years. Uh, he's really inspiring. And since this movie's come out, the Intercept report found that the the trial was pretty bogus and he's now free. So add this context to this right. movie. It's like he gets arrested in this and you're seeing kind of like, uh, what seems to be a closing in on democracy for like 
a tendency towards fascism. And since then, things have like changed a little bit for the better. So it's real interesting. Yeah, there's it's a good year for docs. Um, yeah. There's another one on Netflix, not to jump on your stuff, but uh, it's called American Factory. Also it's, great. Yeah, it's the first release from the Obama, uh, Michelle and, and Barack's. Yeah kind of deal with netflix that was the first thing they released so it's about <laughs> Wait, what a what? detroit factory <laughs> Have you seen it? no uh, but what is this obama michelle deal with oh, their sellouts it's the whole thing <laughs> well they they definitely got paid um yeah they did <laughs> so yeah they're producing well, it's a good movie that's cool yeah no it, I, well <laughs> it is yeah so yeah it's just like there's a it's a good year for docs is all I'm yeah saying. it's it's bleak but very good there's like a moment early on in it where uh, a Chinese company takes over this American factory in West Pennsylvania or somewhere. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, so one of these depressed towns. And Former GM factory Everyone's or back yeah. to work, but at like a third what the wages were then. But it's the jobs that are there. And it's a mix now because they brought some folks yeah. in as well. So it's this, you know, Asian-American mix of people. And, and they're all, there's a moment where they're all complaining like, yeah, the Americans are just, they have such fat fingers. They're so bad at this factory work. It's like right, and the Americans bleak. want to unionize. <laughs> Shocker, um, yeah, no, but uh, again, really, really good. So no, yeah. Ryan, go ahead. So yeah, good docs from Netflix this year. Uh, Us is definitely in my top ten oh, this yeah. year. Uh, that came out early in the year, so it's easy to forget. I loved Midsummer. Uh, that uh, mm-hmm. that was great. Um, Apollo Eleven, throw that in there as well. Last Black Man in San Francisco is definitely in like the top five for me. Yep, I uh, want to see it. It has some, you know, it's a it's a first time feature from the director like joe bolton ah, i forget him joe uh and that shows but it's great uh trying a lot of cool new stuff and it looks great once upon a time in hollywood it's just fun blast great movie yeah well done uh parasite i hope it wins best picture at the oscars if there i'd i'd rather this than roma win uh like be the first foreign language film to win pretty great it's Pretty just great. perfectly done. And Everyone it's so cinematic. It. I mean, that's and that's what was great about Roma too. But yeah. I mean, that these guys are you know truly cinema guys. I mean, yeah. you feel it. You're yeah. like, oh, this is why you make movies. Yeah. Know? And all all the movies Bong Joon Ho's made to kind of like practice some of his class analysis right. and practice some of his it's his all come to an a culmination of like yeah. one of his smartest movies. Oh, so so smart. And then for me, number one is The Lighthouse. It was yeah, yeah, was okay, so number good. one. Uh, it's timeless. It I could just watch it, like I'll watch it in ten years and still be like, "What oh, the hell yeah, is yeah. this?" And movie? you'll see things in it and hear things in it. I mean, that's we're talking about Midsummer with great sound. A lot of these movies, and I mean, sound is getting so so good, right? I mean, yep, everybody's just brilliant at it now. Um, even at even at the independent level, um, uh, but when you're making those stark choices for sound, like Midsummer did and The Lighthouse did. It really, like, has a major effect on you, especially in a theater. Like, it really oh, works. Oh, definitely. You know, um, if you to kind of start wrapping this up, if you get a chance, check out Esquire. Put a list of fifty movies from the year. Um, yeah. I don't love the order, but he picks a lot of good movies. We'll link to it in the, the in the post. Definitely. Right? Of, BFI put out a good list too. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so okay. there's some big lists because there's the decade. It's been such a good year this right, year. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of the ones that showed up on uh, people's best of list, I was happy that we actually showed at Suns this year. So let's kind of go over this, whether or not we've seen them, but Birds of Passage. Birds of Passage. Same director as uh, the Embrace of the Serpent, or director. Which was very cool. Which was awesome, yeah. Uh, Monos, which we're showing in a couple weeks. 
Yeah, showing that at the end of December. What is that? Um, it's a. Uh, it's. They're calling it like Lord of the Flies meets um, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. now. Oh, wow. Uh, watch the trailer. It looks amazing. Sure. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has been hyping it. And um, uh, What's the director's name? Alejandro Landis or something? Landis, like that? yeah. yeah. And he's supposed to, I mean, it looks so good just from the preview. Yeah. Uh, we also showed us. Which? We showed Midsummer. Yeah. Uh, and Last, Last Black Black Man in San Francisco. Francisco. Uh, there's a few other ones that... Uh, Temblores. Uh, it's the Guatemalan film about like... Uh, uh, evangelical Christian who's like coming out gay and it's like a drama but it looks so good we're showing that in December it's the same oh, director cool. as Iskanul um, which we showed I think last year uh, also uh, The Load was the Serbian one uh-huh. that's kind of like the wages of what's been compared to like the wages of fear right. we showed that one yeah we had a lot we of good a new couple, stuff couple noobs uh, some off the radar stuff too like the Charlie oh, McGear uh, the Charlie McGear uh, Rafiki was the Kenyan one was that 2019 movie? Uh, or if not if 2018 not, it was late 2018 yeah, yeah. Mm, for us it was 2019 yeah right <laughs> it's new um, yeah yeah so that's a pretty good there's run. a lot of stuff that I'd like to see too that's, like I want to see Waves Knives Out yeah uh, it's kind of a bummer that Waves seems to be getting snubbed before. I think they're getting in too late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're you hoping. run the risk, you know, certainly on that kind of stuff. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just oh, yeah. to get Jason <laughs> off my back. <laughs> yeah, you got to see that. <laughs> Parasite was my favorite. Yeah, so period. good. Parasite's I, so good. So damn smart. I got to watch it five more times to even I understand how good it is. I stumbled into it where I was like, I guess I was going to go out. And I was like, you know, I guess I could go see a movie. And I was like, I've heard good things. Oh, yeah, it's not and I was like, oh, this is the best. Uh, so there's a lot of movies we have to see. There's a lot of movies you have to see as listeners. Uh, let's listen to Tarantino, one of his ads. Uh, can we play that last clip from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? And we'll see you guys next week. Au revoir. Bones. The new thing in colognes for men. In all the world, there are only four basic masculine scents. Here's the best of each. Numero uno gold. Numero uno green. Numero uno red. Numero uno silver. Four numero uno colognes. All different, all wild. Find yours with a searcher kit, a jigger of each scent. Then get a full-size bottle of the one that makes it for you. Numero uno.